This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you tonight's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. And as you know, today is the last day of the finals for this particular portion of Champions Wildcard. But before we get into that, as I'm sure you all know, today's a very difficult day in the Jeopardy community and in the game show community in general. Three years ago, we lost someone who I'm sure made a mark on all of our lives. That person, of course, being Alex Trebek. I had planned to make a bonus episode today featuring stories from other people. But I really didn't get any material. I put, I put a call out and I really didn't get any responses to it. So... That episode, unfortunately, did not happen. But have no fear. Even though we touched on it briefly, I want to tell my story. So I have this very first hazy memory of Jeopardy when I was just a little kid. Uh, The Think music. I heard it and I asked someone, what's that? And I get, and they're like, that's Jeopardy. And I, obviously I had no clue what Jeopardy was. And I'm just like, okay, cool music. And then it got stuck in my head. And I was humming it like all the time. And people in my life were like, would you please quit singing the Jeopardy song? And I'm like, but I don't want to quit singing the Jeopardy song. I still sing the Jeopardy song if I'm getting impatient with something. (laughs) But my first very clear memory of actually watching the show was when Ken Jennings was a contestant. And we've talked about that, too, when we were doing our flashback series, because I mentioned there was, you know, stuff from my childhood that I didn't remember too well because I was so little. I was five when Ken started playing. I turned six that October. So, yeah, my my memory is not brilliant on those games. I just remember Ken. I, I don't really remember any of the material, anything like that. But watching him is what really got me into Jeopardy. I always tell people, Ken got me into trivia and Alex read the first questions I knew how to answer. And I knew. I knew right then I wanted to be on Jeopardy at some point in my life. I just knew it. And I knew that one of these days, somebody would be able to beat Ken's record. And I have always wanted it to be me. Not because of some, you know, misguided attempt at, oh, I know for certain I can do this. 
but because I'm going to work my patootie off to make sure I do. I know there's a certain amount of luck involved. I know that. But knowing the facts will get you quite a bit of the way. As will being very, very quick on that button. I have a practice button. What I did, and someone suggested this to me, I can't remember exactly who it was, but I remember it was on Reddit because I was asking about it. But someone suggested taking one of the click, the clicky pins and wrapping it in scotch tape until it was about the right size. Which is precisely what I did. Actually, it's sitting over there in my purse right now. But anyway, we're jumping too far ahead in the timeline. When when Ken Jennings lost, I was I was really 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 sad. But I always knew that I wanted to do that too. And when I was learning about the Constitution and the amendments, you know, the Fifth Amendment has that double jeopardy clause. Well, the only double jeopardy I knew was the one on TV. And when I heard about that, I was so scared. I'm like, oh, no, is Alex going to get in trouble? Like, if, if Alex had gotten in trouble for double jeopardy, it would have just broken my heart into, like, a million pieces. I understand what it means now, but then I had no clue. So, yeah. But over the years, you know, there were a lot of tournaments that came and went, stuff that I got to see and stuff that I didn't. The ultimate tournament of champions, I saw. The Battle of the Decades, I missed because I didn't have a TV. The All-Star Games, I missed. My next super-duper clear memory, like I said, I watched a lot over the years. I do remember watching the IBM Challenge. I don't remember a whole lot of contestants from those days. But I remember James. I remember not liking Brad for the longest time because he beat Ken Jennings in the Ultimate Tournament of Champions. <laughs> But I remember, <coughs> I remember finding when we all found out that, you know, Alex was sick and all of that kind of thing. I remember seeing that on Twitter and just not knowing what to think. It, it threw me and I'm like, no, this can't be happening. No, 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 no. Because you see, Alex had been a constant in my life. A constant. No matter what else got shaken up, no matter what else changed, I knew for sure that if I went to my local channel at 7.30 p.m., Monday through Friday and sometimes Saturday too, I knew who would be there, unless for some reason they decided to preempt the thing for no good reason. 
But, yeah, I just, I knew. And, you know, that was something I could count on for such a big part of my life. And I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing three years ago today. Actually, let's back up. I remember the greatest of all time tournament. I missed the first match because of my stupid TV app. But I saw the rest of it, and I remember Alex saying that no matter what happened on that tournament that night, that Ken Jennings would always have the longest winning streak and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there thinking, sure about that, Alex? I intend to prove you wrong. I've spent my entire life proving people wrong about me in a lot of different ways. And when Alex said that, I took it as a personal challenge. Like, oh, really? You don't think anybody's going to do it? Well, I will. And it was that moment. See, I didn't know how to get started in the process. But that, that very same night, I went and looked up how to take the test. I took the practice test that night. Messed up horribly, and I'm like, okay, I'm not ready for this yet. I know you don't see your scores, but if I can butcher the practice test and, you know, screw it up that badly and it's simple stuff, I'm like, no, I, I'm just not ready yet. So I said, okay, let's get down to training. Let's hold off a little bit. And we'll see what happens. Now, back to where we were before I realized I left something out. Three years ago. I don't think I'll ever forget it. I overslept that morning. I got up about 9 or 9.30. I had a phone call with a friend of mine to tell me that they were working on some kind of project. We got off the phone... And I got up, like actually out of my room and all of that. Well, I plop myself down on the couch and get one blow to the soul, which I will not talk about because it's personal. I sit there as long as I can without losing it and then find an excuse to leave the room. Go back to my room and log into social media because I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to find something on here that's going to cheer me up or at least distract me. Well, I got distracted all right. My phone was blowing up. And it wasn't good news. I think it was one of the few worst things I've ever seen pop up in my feed. It didn't hit me right away because, like I said, I'd already had one thing come up that was a lot closer to home, and I was more worried about that. So this one didn't hit for a few weeks. When it did hit was the day his last episode aired. And I like to always jokingly blame James for starting it. Like, I knew it was going to be rough. 
I knew I was going to be sad, but I did not expect what actually happened. But James had posted something on Twitter that morning, and I lost it. I, I did. I utterly lost it. I went to YouTube to try to have some fun with my viewers and basically lost it again when someone asked me if I was okay. Like, here's something you don't do. If I seem upset, don't ask if I'm okay because I will lose it. But that night was just so painful. First, there was this really odd thing that happened to me that night. My sleep schedule was on the fritz that week. So I fell asleep at some really odd hour after I'd gotten off YouTube. Well, I woke, when I woke up and reached over to grab my phone because I was freaking out like, oh no, have I missed this? It was 7.28. 7.28. Which left me just enough time to set my phone up because my TV box was a royal pain at the time. Left me just enough time to set my phone up and be able to watch that episode. I remember nothing about that episode because I was crying like a little baby the entire time. And even though it's been almost three years since that aired, I haven't been able to watch it again since. I, there are days that I think I can do it and then I start to click the file and I just, I can't, I can't do it. I had been reading Alex's book just a few weeks before that because I had just found out about it and I wanted to read it. I had to stop. I didn't get to finish it until May, by which time I'd lost my place and had to completely start over. And fortunately, I spent more time laughing and very nearly having an existential crisis than crying. But I had to stop that. But yeah, after that episode aired, I was a wreck. Somehow I managed to go back to sleep, but I woke up at half past stupid, went into the living room, and sat down. My little sister caught me crying like a little baby into the sleeve of one of those giant fluffy house coats because I was trying not to be noticed, and it failed. And it was just, it was awful. It, I felt like a part of my soul had been ripped out. Which makes no sense to me to this day because I never knew the guy. I always wanted to, but I never got that chance. And I think what really hurt me the most, you guys know me. Those of you that have spent any amount of time around me, you know me. If someone has ever done anything for me, I like to make sure they know I appreciate it. Alex basically shaped the course of my entire life, and I never got to say thank you for that. And that hurt. It hurt like crap. Sometimes it still hurts. But I was a mess 
for months. When we talked about the Tournament of Champions and I talked about Brian Chang making me laugh during a really difficult time, yeah, that was why. My soul was still broken when his episode aired and he did that H&R Block thing and I was laughing. And it felt so good to be laughing because I had spent most of the day crying into my elbow. It was awful. I just... I felt like part of the bottom had fallen out of my world. And you know, it's like I wrote in the book that I wrote around that time. Talking about... You know how game shows in general have shaped my life. With the best of the hosts, we don't just invite them. They talk about inviting them into our homes. But with the best of them, we don't do that. We don't just do that. We invite them into our hearts, too. And I think a lot of us did in this case. We really, really did. And... It's just been, it's been a roller coaster. I'm not going to lie. But if anything, it has pushed me even more to do what I said I was going to do. I'm working twice as hard now because I have a reason Actually, now I have more than one reason. I have a lot of reasons to do it. But in that moment, I knew I had a reason. If I couldn't say thank you the normal way, I was going to do it with my actions. I was going to do it by pushing forward and doing exactly what I've set out to do. And you guys know me when I'm determined to do something. I'll do it. But that's, that's where we are now. I've been mostly alright today. There were a couple of minutes where I felt like bawling like a little baby. But, um, I'm okay, I guess. It's, it's been hard, especially with not having my Jeopardy club with me anymore. Thanks to Clubhouse kind of splitting us up, we were supposed to have met today. And we didn't get to. But that's, that's my story. If you have some that you'd like to send me, send them in and I will read them tomorrow. Whenever I get to. But anyway, on to what you're actually here for. Let's begin by reacquainting ourselves with our contestants. We have Aaron, Jelana, and Emily, as we did yesterday. And as with yesterday, Jelana and Emily were fighting over the lead for the entire game. I don't know if this was a ping pong match or a tug of war game or what it was. But it seemed like they were fighting for the lead the entire time. And it just, it was so entertaining. It was just one of those things like... Oh my god. But yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, one of those games where you're like, okay, this could go a bunch of ways. 
poor Aaron had a rough time of it. He got he got a pretty good amount of money built up. But, you know, Jelana landing her daily doubles and, and getting them right. Aaron got the other one and missed it and lost all of his money. And unfortunately for him, he ended up finishing double jeopardy in the negative. So he did not get to play final. Which made his score for today zero. Which was really unfortunate. It just, I feel like it's unfortunate to be out of double jeopardy at any point during a two, uh, tournament, especially in the finals. So, yeah. But the the game itself, like I said, it was it was a crazy one. I think it was even more intense than yesterday's, honestly. But that's a matter of opinion. So I can't say for sure what you guys are going to think. But, yeah. When we got to final, nobody got it right. Jelana could have had the tournament in the bag had she gotten it correct. But she didn't get it right and wagered everything and therefore lost all of her money. So it was Emily who managed to win the tournament and land in the Tournament of Champions and take home that $100,000 prize. So congratulations to Emily and also a congratulations go out to everyone who played in this particular portion of the tournament. I don't think I can say this enough. Win or lose, you've done something amazing. You've gotten there, and that's what's really important. You've gotten an opportunity that a lot of people don't get. And you've made the most of it in whatever way you could. Maybe you had a bad game or something like that. But if you had fun, then you've really done the most important thing in playing Jeopardy. You've, you've done it. So, be proud of yourself. Hold your head up. You have been a Jeopardy contestant, and you had fun doing it. No matter if you won your game, lost it, whatever. You hold your head up. And if anybody asks, you tell them, yeah, I was on Jeopardy. Maybe I lost. But hey, I had fun doing it. And even if nobody else says it, I'm going to say it right now. I'm proud of every single one of you. Every one. I want you to know that if you're listening to this. And if you're not, one of these days you might be. So I'm going to say it anyway. I am extremely, extremely proud of you. Going to close this out with a song that goes back to the story I told earlier. And it talks about how, you know, a person can come into your life and change everything. I'm not the best of singers, but I'm going to try. 
if I can remember the lyrics, hang on, I just blanked. <laughs> I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, bringing something we must learn, and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and we help them in return well i don't know if i believe that's true hold on i blanked again you guys bear with me one minute I'm nervous. I don't do this very often, so, yeah. You know what? Let's just start over. I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, bringing something we must learn, and we are led to those who help us most to grow. If we let them, and we help them in return. Well, I don't know if I believe that's true. But I know I'm who I am today, because I knew you. Like a comet pulled from orbit, as it passes the sun. Like a stream that meets a boulder Halfway through the wood Who can say if I've been changed for the better But because I knew you I have been changed for good This well may be Oh, gosh, I messed up. Hold on. It well may be that we will never meet again in this lifetime. Oh, dear. Hold on. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, I was trying to cut all of that off where I screwed the song up, but... The editor won't let me do it. So, I took the opportunity to double-check the lyrics so I don't screw it up again. Yes, I'm borrowing from Broadway, but I'm not a good songwriter, so... And this song has the message I want to convey about, you know, people, people come into our lives and they change us in some way. So... Hopefully this goes well this time. I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, bringing something we must learn, and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them. 
and we help them in return. Well, I don't know if I believe that's true, but I know I'm who I am today because I knew you. Like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes the sun, like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the world. Who can say if I've been changed for the better? Because I knew you. I have been changed for good. It well may be that we will never meet again in this lifetime. So let me say before we part, so much of me is made of what I learned from you. You'll be with me like a handprint on my heart. And now whatever way our stories end, you know you have rewritten mine by being my friend. Like a ship blown from its mooring by a wind off the sea. Like a seed dropped by a sky bird in a distant wood. Who can say if I've been changed for the better? But because I knew you, because I knew you, I have been changed for good. And just to clear the air, I ask forgiveness for the things I've done you blame me for. But then I guess we know there's blame to share and none of it seems to matter anymore. Like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes the sun. Like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the world. Who can say if I've been changed for the better? I do believe I have been changed for the better. And because I knew you, because I knew you, I have been changed. Not perfect by a long shot. There was some mixing I obviously can't do because I'm only one person. But I wanted to close with that. And there's nothing left to do here but housekeeping. Just to remind you folks, one, I will probably be late tomorrow because I've got things to do. And two, until further notice, there is no longer a show on Sundays because yours truly just needs a break from the microphone one day a week. I don't want to burn out. But on that note, I'm going to let you all go get your Kleenexes if you've needed them tonight. And I'm going to say good night. Thank you for tuning in. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast. 
an Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast, an Evil Chocolate Cookie production.